Hey guys, this is Drake. Thanks so much for tuning in to our City Church podcast here. It's an honor to have you. Hey, at the end of this episode, we'd love for you to take a moment, subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can continue to serve you with content that we're putting out on a weekly basis. And in addition, if we can serve you in any way or connect with you in community in any way, you can visit our website at citychurchboulder.com and we would love to connect with you there. And lastly, and most importantly, I hope this content is helpful to you. It's encouraging, it's inspiring, and you leave better than you showed up. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to City Church, guys. How you doing? Woo! Hey, my name is Drake. I'm so glad you're here. I'm the pastor here, and it's an honor to be with you today. Um, Don't worry, I don't normally dress like this, but today is a really important visual demonstration, and so I had to wear my tivas in honor of the conversation today. Um, Hey, so this is... um, we're in this book called First John, Jesus' best and closest friend on the planet. Wrote a couple of letters in the New Testament. We're kind of digging into those over the summer. So last week we did an intro. If you missed that, you can go back and catch it on our podcast or our YouTube channel. Super helpful to kind of dig into who is John and kind of evaluate his story. And then that also speaks into our story. But today we're going to continue in that letter. But before we do, I got some groundwork to do. So this is one of the, man, this is one of those messages that um, it's, it's been like, brewing all week and it's been really like challenging to walk through the text and like it's just a lot and so one of the reasons that we go through the the bible that we're going to do over the summer is we periodically take a break and do like a book study and so we walk verse by verse through a book of the bible one to teach us how to read the bible and how to appropriately pull things out of it rather than just taking our you know what does it mean for me approach and just pulling verses out of context and that kind of gets weird and people get hurt you know talking about so so we just do this on purpose to kind of just walk through something and learn together but as a result sometimes it gets hard and so this was one of those weeks for me I'm like holy moly God like what are we going to talk about this is so big and confusing and hard and so I've been sitting in it all week so today the reason I say all that is normally you're going to have a lot of slides up on the screen for you that you can uh, you know take notes I'm have the big points up there but this week you don't get that the only thing on the screen for you today is going to be the verses okay so I've got a lot of big ideas that God's been planting in my heart, but I didn't have time to get the team, the slides for you. So I say all that to say, pull out your phone or, or write on your arm or whatever you do. If you're a note taker and you want to capture those big ideas, which I promise are going to be so helpful, then you're not going to have them on the screen, so you got to be ready to catch them. You guys with me? Yeah. All right, cool, cool. That was my, like, just a little bit. All right. Hey, do you guys love the sun? Yeah, you're like so glad the sun came back, right? Like spring and summer rolled around, and it's so awesome. That's why I'm wearing what I'm wearing today, because I've been working hard on this Tiva tan line. Can I show you guys? Can I, can I show you? Is this weird? Look at this. Listen, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Look at this. Look. Oh, baby. Oh, you guys see that? Look at, is that awesome? That's really the only reason I showed up today, right there, okay? I know if you're online, you can't see it. I'm sorry. Uh, it'll blind you. But uh, man, I'm so pumped. I'm all for the sandal tan lines and the summertime and the camping and the, man, I love the sun, man. Colorado is so awesome, right? 300 days of sunshine. So good. I, you know, I have friends that lived in Seattle and uh, it's like the opposite. <laughs> it's, like, it's like no sunshine ever. Did you guys know that there's this, um, 
this thing called seasonal affective disorder. Have you heard of that? S-A-D. It spells sad. Isn't that hilarious? I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but like, you ever just been in the down, down in the dumps because of the weather? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just gray, or you get stuck, man, COVID on top of winter, was that rough or what? Right? I mean, stuck inside. I mean, just, you're getting zapped, and then, then when the sun would peak out, right, you're like, oh, thank God for a little bit of sun. Well, why is sun so helpful? Right? We have, especially places like Seattle, I mean, you see a lot of, like, seasonal affective disorder. Why? Because, I mean, you have weeks straight of, like, low temperatures and zero sunshine, and depressions are, like, a real thing that comes out of that. And so the sun is this incredible gift that we have, and when it hits your skin, man, right, you're just like, ah, it's so good. And then if it hits your skin for too long, you're like, ah, it's so good. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Our, our worship guy and, and his wife, Daniel, um, our, our director of operations, they were in Florida last week to catch some sun, and in less than 24 hours, they caught too much sun. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? And so he's been peeling like a snake all week. It's been hilarious. Um, and, and it's kind of like your battle wounds from vacation, right? You're like, check out my sweet peeling. Oh, anyway, I don't know where we're going with this. Why, why are we talking about the sun? Be- because the sun has this thing. I, I think you and I know that, that light has this component intuitively. We might not talk about it like this, but light is, is healing, isn't it? You with me? Like, like light is, is genuinely healing. I mean, they talk about it, right? Like, get just a little bit of sun on your legs genuinely can help you if you're in a funk in your mind and you're struggling. I mean, light is, is healing. And in fact, without light, I mean, pretty much everything dies, right? I mean, I mean it's like a real fact of life. Like you've got to have sunshine in order for life to exist. Light is healing. And, and so today, we're going we're gonna to unpack some ideas, but I, I kind of got to build a little bit before we get there. Um, so, so, so why are we talking about light? Primarily because I wanted to show you my tan line. We're just being honest. Okay, no, no, I'm just joking. John, uh, um, Jesus' best and closest friend on the planet, is writing this book. And in week two, just as we're starting to get into his letter, um, he's an old man writing to a bunch of followers of Jesus who who are being distracted and discouraged and and confused by some people that are trying to, like, you know, take away from the message of Jesus. And so... Um, he kicks off his letter by, with an introduction. says, hey, I'm John, kind of establishes his authority. Like, hey, you can trust me. You can listen to me. We talked about that last week. Like, hey, there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions about Jesus. And you, like, listen, I, I realize you could be anywhere on your spiritual journey walking in here. So I don't know where you are on your faith journey right now. You know, if you've been following Jesus for a minute, if you walked away from church, stayed away from church, wrestling with that idea altogether. Like, I, I realize we have lots of different patterns uh, and, and things that we're wrestling through. And so one of the questions you've got to genuinely wrestle down for yourself is who are you going to believe about Jesus, right? And, and it's okay if you're not ready to believe in Jesus, but you, right, I mean, you should probably go past just even what I have to say, like, like genuinely, who are you going to believe? And so we're looking to John and say, okay, is this somebody we can trust? And so John does some work on the front end of his letter to say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm trustworthy. I was there. I, I hugged him. I ate dinner and, and breakfast with him, and I, I saw him die, and he asked me to take care of his mom, and, um, and, and he changed my life. I mean, that's John, okay? So we, we did that last week. But now he's going to kick off his letter with one big idea. He's going to use one word to describe God on the front end of his letter. He uses lots of one words through the letter, right? That's a Braxis, by the way. You guys, like, listen, you need to learn from him, okay? I like it when you talk back. It helps me a lot. One word. He, he, if, you, if you're going to, just let me ask you a question. Listen, if you're going to pick one word, someone says, hey, hey, tell me about God. You're going to pick one word, Later, he'll use a bunch of other one words, but like right now, very beginning of the letter, I mean, this is just the kickoff, right out of the box. One word, what are you going to pick? Love. All right, yeah, absolutely, right? That's the one you're going to, and, and guess what? John, 
He picks one word, and it starts with an L. But it's not love. Like, come on, John, everybody knows this answer, dude. What is it? He says, God is light. What? <laughs> but I thought, God, well, yeah, we're going to get there. But it, right, why would you start here? I, here? Here's the deal. I think John reflects on his time with Jesus. And he looks back and he says, okay, okay, just like light is healing. John looks back and he, he, he remembers Jesus saying things like, I'm the light of the world. And John, I think, would look back and say, you know what? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus can heal anyone. Jesus can heal anything. And he speaks from experience because he would say, man, Jesus, Jesus healed me. And, and, and so he starts here, and it's really interesting because it's not, it's not just that light is, is healing, right? But also, what is light? Light is revealing. You with me? Light is healing, and light is revealing. So why would he pick this big idea to start it off, right? Why not start with love? Why start with light right out of the box? God is because it's healing and it's revealing. Last night, uh, we got home from camping and um, unpacking and, and left most of our stuff in the trailer and just, you know how that is, right? Like the grind from getting back. And so all of our stuff's behind our house and it's like 1130 at night and Danielle's asleep. I'm up working on this message and I hear this, boom. I mean, right, like the booms you're not supposed to hear. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like that's not, whatever that was, it shouldn't have happened. And I jump up. Danielle's asleep. It wakes her up. And I'm like, what was that? She's like, I don't know. What was that? And so then I, 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 I throw some clothes on, and I run downstairs. And I'm not carrying a bat or anything like an idiot, right? Like, because I'm going to make such a difference out there, right? I'm like, this is a bad idea. But I run outside because my first thought is I've got all of our, like, four-wheelers and motorcycles tied up outside, all of our camping gears back there, and all the lights are off. So I open the garage. I'm trying to be sneaky, but then, like, you know, you turn the garage door on. It's like, boom. Right? I'm like, well, there went my, like, you know, little sneak up, right? <laughs> but I, I didn't, you know, do you guys ever see Signs, the movie Signs, when he runs around the house like a crazy, yelling profanities? I didn't do that. Um, but I thought about it. Okay, so I run outside, and sure enough, right, nothing, nothing. And I'm pretty sure it was just my kid, like, flipping over his pillow and banging against the wall. I'm pretty sure that was him. But, you know, I had that moment. Why, why, why? Because in the dark, it's when less than ideal things happen, right? Right? I mean, thieves might be lazy, but they're not stupid, <laughs> Right? And so most of the time in the dark west, it's where things batter. Now, some, some thieves steal in the light, so don't mess up my analogy here. But my point is, more things happen in the dark that are less than ideal than we'd like for that to be the case, right? And so what do I do? I go outside. Nothing's there. Nothing happened. But then I have that thing in the back of my mind. So I turn all the lights on, and I leave them on all night. Show you, invisible, non-existent person. Light is revealing. Why? That's why we have lights. That's why we have parking lot lights. That's why you park your car under a light, <laughs> right? Light is revealing. But, but I need you to hear me. Listen, darkness is simply the absence of light, okay? Sometimes we get weird about conversations around darkness, and we start to get, like, into this bad person, bad stuff, right? And, and, and I don't want your mind to go there because darkness is simply, simply the, the absence of light. Why is this important? Because last week, we, we came to understand that John wasn't perfect, right? John had some stuff. Anybody got some stuff in the room? Anybody got any relationship stuff? Got some mental stuff? Got some desire stuff? Got some pursuit stuff? Got some, you got some stuff going on? Just me? Okay, cool. 
right? Like we, we all got some stuff, right? And John had some stuff, some stuff in him that sometimes came out of him and it was less than ideal. You guys, t- you know what I'm talking about? Things that he would say, things that he would do that weren't good for him, that would hurt him and hurt others. And ultimately that would, that would break the heart of God, okay? That, that's what John w- would come to learn from Jesus. And so he's got some stuff. You know what Jesus did lovingly but consistently? Jesus would show up in John's life and he would reveal those things, right? You got some stuff that, that sometimes is confusing, isn't it? So I need you to think about this. Jesus would say things like, I'm the light of the world. And again, if you're processing who Jesus is and what you believe about him, this is really important. What did he mean by that? He mean, I, I came to turn the light on, on this God conversation. There's some things in your life that, that are in the dark, right? Anybody got some blind spots, things that, I mean, honestly, right? They need to be revealed, and again, we can go down some weird roads, so don't go there with me, but like genuinely, there's some things in our character, things in our lives, that, that things we say, things we do, things we think, things we wish we didn't think, things we wish we would have done, and, and we, we wish we could do something about that stuff. And Jesus said, man, I came to heal and reveal. And so I think if John could stand with us today, he would look at you and I, and he would say, listen, friends, I spent three years with Jesus, and what I learned is in Jesus... Things are revealed, and people are healed. You can find that comfort if you're willing to take a step in his direction. I heard my friend say it a couple weeks ago here at City Church. He says, if you'll just take a step in the direction of Jesus, he'll come running after you. So comforting. So incredible. Now, come on, be honest. You got some stuff, right? Everybody, we cool with that? We just okay with acknowledge? You can call it whatever you want. You don't have to call it sin. You can call it stuff. I like that word. Um, makes me feel a little better. <laughs> about my stuff. We all got stuff. Um, but, but I'm not convinced you're with me. And so here's what I want to do. Um, I knew we we're going to need a little help today in this conversation. I just knew it was kind of a big, big thing to unpack. And so I'm going to play this clip for you. Now, now, just get your mind ready, okay? Because, you know, I was doing a lot of work really thinking about how to really help us grasp what we're talking about today. And so this is a, it's a heavy clip. Like, like, get your mind ready to really sit in it. I mean, it's pretty heavy theologically, but if you can sit in it and grasp the concept, I think it's really going to help us. You guys ready? All right, let's watch this clip together. Well, look at here. Girl, I guess you and your boyfriend got a little carried away. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Let me shine a little light on the situation. You mean? One more time now. That's a little better, yeah. Oh, it's okay, baby. I don't explode me. I had no firecracker. I just got my big butt glowing. That's right. Ooh, women like a man with a big back pouch. <laughs> oh, no, you done this up real good for sure. Now, where did it go to, Ed? Yeah. Hang on, Cap. I'm just going to no, no, give a little no. twist. You get to know each other now. <laughs> By the time I introduce myself, my name is Ramon, but if I call me Ray, pardon me, but your accent, uh, it's funny, no? Oh, I'm a Cajun, bro. Born and bred in the bayou. Hey, listen, no judgment. When you got three and five-year-olds, right, this is the life that I live, okay? That's a deep, that was a deep clip, right? Ray, Ray um, says, he's lightning bug in case you didn't get that, okay? I know that we don't have those here, but they're pretty cool. Um, so he says something that I think is really helpful. We all need to hear. He says, let me, 
Let me shed some light on the situation. We, we use that language a lot, right? Let's shed some light on the situation, right? So they're all tangled up. Um, what, what's really funny about this clip is they, they both have this internal desire. There's a moment where they're chasing bugs, and, uh, and they can't control it. They can't stop trying to catch these, bu- these bugs with, with their tongues, and they end up getting tangled up together. You with me? You ever have some stuff in your life that you just can't seem to stop? You, you ever feel like that, just all tangled up on the outside, all tangled up on the inside? This is really good, guys. Come on, I work really hard on that. That's so good, right? Sometimes we get all tangled up. Man, our souls just get in all our relationships, and I mean, I mean, just all gets really weird and tangled up, and what we need is to shed some light on the situation. You with me? That's what Jesus came to do, shed some light on the situation. And so, right, it's our relationships, and it's, it's uh, the, the, the nine to five that you've got, and it's your future career, and it's the parenting that you're in the middle of, and, and it's your dating life, and it's your finances, right? We have all these things where we just kind of get all confused and tangled up, and Jesus said, hey, I, I can shine some light on that situation. And, and here's what's really unique, um, is that in this clip, uh, they're both also trying to, like, get to their true selves, right? I mean, clearly they're frogs <laughs> in the video, right? And so they're both actually pursuing something other than their true self. And so the whole story is about them, like, coming to this conclusion of who they really are. And, and Jesus, guys, listen, listen, is all about shedding light for healing and revealing for the purpose of you coming to understand who God made you to be. Two of the biggest questions that you and I can wrestle with in life that we need to wrestle down to the ground are who am I and who is God? Because we, we have this true self dilemma, right? And we have this Instagram constant social media projection of who we think we should be or we want to be like somebody else or who we think other people think we want us to be. You know, we have all these things going on that make it really hard to say, man, like what would it look like to put some light on the situation? Who did God make you to be? Is it possible that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, that you were made on purpose and for a purpose? Is it possible that your week is not just this gradual Make it through your agenda, your dreams, your future. Is it possible that every day God has plans and purposes for you to not only make a difference in the world around you, but to find your true fulfillment in self? Right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about light. So um, this whole God conversation can get confusing at times, but but I wanted to kind of do the work on the front end because what we're going to get into is John is going to give us kind of three... Three, three breakdowns um, against an argument. So let me give you some context for the letter, okay? So last week I introduced the author. It's important, right, to know who a letter's from. You guys, I know we don't write letters much, but let's use a text message. You get text messages, right? You ever get some, one from somebody you don't know, right? We, I had a re- really weird um, encounter earlier this week of texting, some, texting somebody I thought was somebody else, and we had this really, in, it was weird, right? And you have those moments, right? Somebody in the room knows what I'm talking about because it was them I was trying to talk to. So, you know, you have that weird encounter where you're, like, trying to talk to somebody and it's not them, Right? It matters who it's from. Because if you know the person, you know the intent. That's what we dealt with last week. But it also matters the context of the conversation, right? So John is a person in a place and time writing to specific people. So let me give you the context, okay? Um, he's writing to the early church. He's writing to early Jesus followers. And there's a group of people who are creating opposition. And here's their two primary. that They pulled away from the church, and they're, and they're starting some really challenging dialogue. And basically, there's two things that they're claiming. They're saying, hey, guys, listen, listen. Jesus is not God come in the flesh. Jesus is a good guy. He's a good teacher, but he's not God in the flesh. And number two, there's no need for the forgiveness of sin. So follow Jesus, great morals, all that stuff, but he's not God, 
and there's no need for the forgiveness of sin. That, that's this false teaching that started in the early church, confusing a lot of early Jesus followers because that's in direct contradiction to everything Jesus said, right? Really, really important. And so he's writing against those false teachers, but he's also writing to encourage the early church. So that, that's the context as we get into it. You guys with me? So let's get into it. Verse 5 on the screen here. This is the message that we heard from Jesus. You hear John trying to pump it up again? You can trust me. I heard it from Jesus. He was right there. We heard it from his mouth. We saw him. We walked with him. I mean, it's not just this imaginary thing. This is the message we heard. You got it, right? Okay. This is important um, because a lot of people can say a lot of stuff about Jesus. And so John is establishing his credibility. This is the message we heard from Jesus. And now we're declaring it to you. As in, this is really important. Don't miss it. God is light. And check it out. There is no darkness in him at all. He uses this double negative. Isn't that interesting? No darkness at all. <laughs> in case you missed it, right? He's light. No darkness. You know what's interesting? Is even the sun has dark spots. Did you know that? Even the sun has dark, dark spots. But he said, hey, God is not this like yin and yang kind of, right, good and bad um, you know, Greek mythology, does what he wants, out to get you, right? That's not God. He's all good, he's all just, he's all righteous, he's all loving all the time. This is so important because this is the theology that we're building our understanding of who God is. And so listen, sometimes we pick up pictures and experiences and ideas that God is light and dark. He's Kung Fu Panda <laughs> all over again. Yin and, yin and Yang, if you don't know that movie, then that was a weird reference, but we'll... I live in dad world and cartoon world, okay? So don't, don't judge me for that. But here's, here's what we're working with. Is as, as John is helping us understand who God is, he starts there. Listen, the Bible is, is definitely for you and I, right? But it doesn't start out as primarily about you and I. What you and I get stuck in, and this is definitely a, a challenge for me, okay? So I'm not like pointing fingers. You and I tend to want to read God from the lens of our, our understanding of ourselves, but what, what John is trying to help us understand is that we need to read ourselves through the lens of, of God's truth, okay? It, it's flipping it. And so he's, he's starting there before he gets to us because the lens matters. Anybody wear glasses in the room, right? You, the lens matters, right? It's not just any lens that'll do. So John's going to give us three conditional arguments against his opponents, but also to encourage the, the, the church. Can I give them to you? You guys ready? You got your pen. This is important. You got to write these down, Okay. Three selves. He's going to address three selves that we need to, to kind of put to the side. Number one is the selfie self. The selfie self. Everybody say the selfie self. The selfie self, right? This is the Instagram version of you. This is your highlight reel. This is your best self. This is that projection you put out there. Sometimes maybe you do it when you come to church or when you go to group or, uh, you know, online or whatever. This is that, that kind of your, your best self that you put up front trying to hide all that other stuff. Check it out. This is uh, verse six. He's talking about the selfie self here. He says, so, again, he's making an argument. If God is light, so then we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We're not practicing the truth, right? You see the argument? If God is light and we say we have fellowship, that word fellowship means friendship with God, but we go on living in spiritual darkness, we're not practicing the truth. Darkness, by the way, anytime he uses this word, think of it as anything not honoring to God and, and not good for others, okay? I mean, so don't, don't get you know, too stuck down that rabbit hole. Anything not honoring to God and not loving towards others. But, but check this out. John is always heavy on external evidence. 
He says, what does he say? We're not practicing the truth. Why? Because he says, listen, if you have fellowship, friendship with God, when you genuinely come into relationship with him, it's not just this thing that happens in your head. But he would say, hey, listen, Jesus gets a hold of your head and your heart and your hands. It, sh- it shows up everywhere. Not perfectly, but we're lying if we act like we have friendship. Me and God are good. But then we go on living in a way that we know is disconnected from what God wants for us. Does this make sense to you guys? This is what those false teachers are doing. Me and God are good, even though we're not on the same page about anything. <laughs> right? That's what he's saying. So, so why, why? Because God wants our head, heart, and hands. They're all connected. And, and so some of you, listen, this can be confusing. Some of you have, have been invited into a relationship with Jesus in this way. Hey, pray this prayer and become a Christian. That, that might be the invitation that you've heard. Hey, pray this prayer, become a Christian. And what it sounds like is a membership that you're invited into where you just got to kind of pay your dues and you're good to go, when in reality you're actually being invited into a relationship with you that you walk with day by day. Okay? And, and I love this. Listen, Psalm, uh, um, I think it's Psalm 119. The, the psalmist says, God, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a what? A light to my path. You know what? I love that description because if it's a lamp to my feet... And a light to my path. You know what, you know what we're really talking about? It's just the next step. Right? How many of you guys just need a next step today? Right? You just need a next step in parenting. You just need a next step in your career. You just need a next step in your relationship. You just need a next step. And, and God is like, listen, that's why I'm here. And you know what this means? is It's about intimacy. Right? What that means is I've got to walk with God every step of the way. Because I can't see all the way down that path. Right? If you knew everything God wanted to do in your life over the next 20 years, you'd bail. <laughs> like, no way, God, I'm out. And so it's trusting him. Lamp to my feet. Light. You guys with me? And so, so he's saying, hey, listen, we, we can claim to have fellowship with God, but, but we have this tendency to act like things are all together, to, to put on, and, and maybe you don't, right? Um, but some of us do. We have this tendency to have the selfie self. And John's saying, just put that aside. Some of it, you maybe heard it said, hey, you need to get your act together. Some of you have this religious idea of following Jesus. Be moral, and then you and Jesus will be good. No, listen, just drop the act. Right? That's the invitation. You don't need to get your act together. You just need to drop the act and ask for help. It's this idea of a father and a son holding hands, right? It's an invitation to walk with him. And so some of us, we try to act like, like if God is a good dad, we, we try to act like we have a good relationship with dad, when in reality we're out here by ourselves. But man, what does a kid do when they get lost? If they have a good relationship with their dad, what do they do? Dad! <laughs> Help! Right? That, all right, we, we were camping um, in uh, uh, Beaver Res up in, in, in the mountains, and um, there's this huge runoff from the res. And you can walk across it. It's like six inches deep. Really cool. Water's moving pretty quick. I got little kids, three and five. And so they're playing in the water, and we're walking across the water. And Asher, he's three and just a little unstable, okay? And so he reaches up his hand, and I grab his hand, and we, we run across the water over and over. I mean, it's as big as this room, running back and forth and back and forth. And, it's, it, I mean, it's pushing hard enough to where it could knock him down, right? And he, he, so he keeps reaching up his hand for Dad. And every now and then he'll take it away, but I'm right there, and he reaches his hand back up. Over and over. It's just this relationship. He's walking with me. Listen, some of you, you think that a relationship with God is like a tightrope, right? You, you, you hear all of this, and what you hear is you better not miss a step or you're screwed, <laughs> right? That, that's what you hear. You're like, man, and, and God is just on the end, and every now and then he blows on one's, right? Or he like gives you a push. He's just waiting for you to fall off, right? Some of you think that a relationship with God is like that, and it's not a tightrope. 
It is a father-daughter, father-son relationship. And listen, if you have a father wound, I get it, right? Like, like if you have this just bad picture of a father, I understand. But understand that God is a complete and perfect father, even if you had a negative experience on this planet. It's a relationship. It's not a dance. It's not an act. And, And here's the deal. Because God is just, because he's light, because he's good, he has to deal with sin. This thing that is an offense to God and, 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 and unloving toward others, okay? Sin separates us from God. That's, that's the problem. How, how do we reconcile that separation? The answer is God did it for us through Jesus. See, this is amazing. Listen, Jesus was punished in our place so we don't have to punish ourselves. R- religion does the opposite. And some of you have been beat up for so long because you misunderstand the heart of God. God did for you what no one else could ever do for you and what you can't do for yourself. And so when we, when we lock, walk in the light, what happens? We just start to get honest with our stuff, right? We just, the reality is, I'm not perfect. Are you guys with me? Is that okay? Like one of my friends in Missouri, his slogan for his church is like, no perfect people allowed, <laughs> right? Man, listen, when we get in a, in a city group, it's just, man, I don't have all my stuff together. But, but man, Jesus has done something in me that changed my life, and he's doing something in me continually that is changing me. And he'll do the same for you. Not perfect, but different. Not perfect, but new and being made new. And you know what's funny is that um, your, your stuff and your darkness is different than mine, right? And so the selfie self conversation, you know what gets it? We, we get in trouble because we look at other people's darkness, and we're like, oh, I can't believe. And what we do, we take our light, and we're like, I can't believe you would do that. And they were like, I was thinking the same thing about you. Because we all have different darkness and different stuff. And the point is, we're not comparing ourselves to one another, but we're running to Jesus. We drop the act and we run to Jesus. Okay, verse 8. I got to hurry. Verse 8. Woo! I know this is a lot, right? This is a lot. Um, And and so just bear with me. Verse 8. If, there it is again, arguments, okay? Now he's talking about the self-deceived self. So this is the selfie self we're going to put aside. Now we're going to do the self-deceived self. If we claim we have no sin, it's a claim, I'm good. I don't have any stuff. I'm good. If we claim we have no sin, we're only what? Fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness or, or unrighteousness. You ever met somebody who is just totally self-deceived? Like, like the truth is right there and they are just utterly convinced otherwise? I was going to say something, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, some, some ideas, some examples that we shouldn't do. So, right, sometimes, man, right, the truth can be right there, and, and, and you can just be totally self-deceived, right? It's possible you've been there, too. And he's saying, man, listen, it, it, there's, we get stuck in this place. I don't need Jesus. I'm good, right? I'm a good person. You ever heard that? I'm a good person. Let me ask you a question. Where do you think that comes from? Where does that goodness inside of you come from? Well, in my opinion, right, you see where we're going, right? Okay. This, this is where we're, we're I, I, I'm good. I think God grades on a curve. <laughs> and, and I'm a pretty good person, so we should be all right. Let me, let me say it this way. If you don't think you have cancer, you're not going to seek treatment, right? That's what he's talking about. There, there's a disposition of the human soul. There's a condition. It's not, it's not a morality issue, by the way, okay? So that's where we get stuck. We think it's a behavior conversation. It's not. It's a disposition of the heart. God sees your motives. He sees your thoughts. He sees your heart. He sees your He sees it all. So sin is a 
deeper problem than what's happening with my hands. And we say, hey, we're good. He's saying, listen, we're lying to ourselves. We're not living in the truth, but, but, it's an argument. If we confess our sins to him, confess, confession simply means to agree, okay? I know you get weird. You, you go to a Catholic something, and you're in a booth, and you, <laughs> we don't have that here, okay? There's none of that. Confession means agree with God. I have a, a five-year-old, um, and sometimes we'll be having a conversation, and he won't say it emphatically, but he'll say, Dad, I disagree. <laughs> right? We'll be, we'll be having a conversation. I disagree. I'm five, and I'm clearly smarter than you. I disagree. Right? <laughs> so some of us, we, we, we come up to God, and we're like, I disagree. I'm good. Right? And, and confession is very simply saying, God, I agree with you. There's, there's something broken inside of me, and I'm grateful that you came to do something about it. Does it make sense to you guys? Okay? So, so he talks about confession, and, and then he talks about God being faithful and just. F- faithful. Right? God's not going to leave you. Right? Some of you, again, he's not on the tightrope trying to push you off. He's faithful. He's going to stick it out with you. He did something about it to deal with it, and he's just. Jesus took the punishment so you don't have to. So, so rather than running from God, we run to God because he loves us. And then he says he's going to clean us. I love this language. When you, when you give your life to Jesus, some of you, I don't, I don't know what your experiences are, but some people feel like, like they feel dirty or they're made to feel dirty because of what they've done. Maybe things that have happened in your past, things that you've done, things that have been done to you, and you feel di- dirty. And over and over again, Jesus would use the language, and the New Testament uses the language of new clothing, like white robes. Right? It's like Jesus makes us completely clean, that you're not your past, that your identity flows not from your actions or, or from your past, but rather who God says that you are. You see, you see where we're going here? Right? He's just trying to help us come back to God and set in that. So when you get baptized, for example, when you make a decision to follow Jesus and you get baptized, you go under the water and you come back up, right? And it's a picture of what Jesus has already done for you, that he has made you clean. You see this? It's not something you earn. It's not something you deserve. It's not something you maintain. It's not something you perform for. It's something you receive. Verse 10, last one. Last one. This is the self-righteous self, okay? So we're going to get rid of that selfie self, pretending like we got it all together when we know we don't. We're going to get rid of that that, uh, self-deceived self, acting like like, uh, we got it all together genuinely in our minds. And the last one is the self-righteous self, because here's where we go. We give our lives to Jesus. He saves us and makes us new, and all of a sudden, we like start pointing our light at other people. <laughs> we can become like laser pointers, right, up in other people's business, <laughs> right? That's another point. Check it out. He says, if we claim we have not sinned, he's talking about after you start following Jesus. If you claim you have not sinned, I'm good. I, I started following Jesus. I don't have any stuff. You've got stuff. Let me help you with your stuff, right? You know people like this? Because I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> He says, if we claim we have not sinned, you know what we're doing? We're calling God a liar (laughs) and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. You know why? Because when we become self-righteous, when we say, you know what? I'm clean. I'm good. I don't have any stuff, and I've got this light, and I'm going to shine it on all your stuff. Let me help you with your stuff, and I become judgmental. That's not God's heart because this makes people feel small and unloved and hurt and ashamed. God says, no, I love them. That's not God's heart. So he helps us understand, man, that's not... God's word in our hearts. Okay, so we're going to deal with the selfie self. We're going to deal with the self-deceived self, and we're going to deal with the self-righteous self. Why are we dealing with this? Uh, band, come on. Let's get ready to go. Um, here's why we're doing this, because the problem in this conversation is we're starting with self. You guys see it? God is light, and the selfie self gets in the way, and the self-deceived self gets in the way, and the self-righteous self gets in the way. 
But if we just drop the self for a minute and make it about Jesus, things will start to become clear. So I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what you need some light on. Maybe your life feels all tangled up. Maybe your career feels all tangled up. Maybe your relationships are all tangled up. Maybe you're just personally, mentally, just all tangled up. And you just need some light. And Jesus said, I came to be that light for the world, but also for you personally. So what is it for you? What, what is it that um, maybe you need to put aside today? What self do you just kind of naturally struggle with? Because Jesus says, hey, listen, I made you. I know you. I love you. And I know your true self. And I want to help you discover that. City groups start this week. One of the beautiful things about dealing with our stuff in community is when I'm transparent about my stuff, it gives you space to be transparent about your stuff. When I hold the light up to my stuff, it makes you feel a little safer. Because people aren't necessarily impressed with our strengths, but they're able to relate with our weaknesses. You with me? So we gather in community so that God can do something together with our stuff. We're reading the book of Luke together over the summer. Maybe, maybe for you, you've never just wrestled with who Jesus is, and maybe you pick up the Bible for the first time for yourself. Read the historical narrative eyewitness account of the life of Jesus in the book of Luke and figure out what did he say and is Jesus who he said he was? Can he do what he said he would do? Can he heal me? Can he reveal things? Is there actually better life with Jesus? I don't know what your next steps are today, but I'd like to encourage you to ask God just right now, God, what do, what do you want to reveal in my life today? What do you want to heal in my life today? I'm going to pray for you. God, thanks so much for this time today. Thanks for your word that speaks so directly to our lives. And we need you because there's a lot of places we get confused. We, we, need, we need that light to our path every day. We need a better understanding of who you made us to be and how to live in that. We need to remember that we can hold your hand and, and we don't have to play this game of walking the tightrope. And we need those false selves to get out of the way so we can live into who you actually created us to be. So I pray for my friends in the room, anybody who's in here who's not a follower of Jesus, that today they would understand that, that you love them and you sent Jesus to deal with the sin problem, to deal with our stuff, to make us right, to make us clean, to make us whole. And you're good and you're loving and you're present. And today they would make a decision to take a step towards you and say, Jesus, I trust in you. I believe you died for me and I want to give you my life today. God, I pray that if my friends are in here and they've never made that decision and they're doing it now, they'd have the boldness to let our team know and use that connection card so we can celebrate and help them follow you. For those of us that are followers of you, Jesus, help us to let you be the light in our life and show us, man, what is it that needs to be revealed and dealt with? What needs to be healed? Amen.